So, Tone, it's time to talk about our big show in April. Uh, first, I want to give a big thanks to Schedulicity and to Cosmoprof Beauty for, for uh, sponsoring the show. Um, yeah, and Maryland, April 7th and 8th. That's right. So uh, we're actually doing a show and classes, and we have the amazing Presley Poe and her friends. So tell us about her friends. Oh, we have Blush in Maine, Sarah Jane Maples. Who, who just, just won an aha. She sure did. We got Updo Guru, Casey Powell, for uh, those amazing Bobby Penn sculptures. It's amazing, right? Yeah. And from uh, Project Runway, we have Jackie and Lynn coming in, and they're going to um, show some uh, editorial work on the stage. And, 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 Lynn does the, and Lynn does the quickest updos in the world, so he's going to teach some of that as well. But then tell them what's happening right before the show. Uh, right before the show and right after the show, we have Johnny Cash, Livingston, Doing some tattoo barbering, brother. Yeah, and he's open for questions and stuff, too. So, you know, if you have any questions while you watch him work. Yes, sir. Up close and personal. Also, uh, another big thanks to, uh, to Cosmoprof for sponsoring the uh, Shadow Presley Poe. And we're going to have the winner there. Yep. Miss Stephanie.p.hair. Yeah, so uh, you'll get a chance to meet her as well. And a big shout out to our boy, Ben Mullen. Ben Mullen. Yeah, is going to MC the whole event. Can't wait to hear him. So, again, all information will be available at PresleyPoeAndFriends.com. Check it out. Check out the classes, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic weekend. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey and of course I'm sitting with my bud, Tony. What's up, Tony? What's up, homie? Another 10 minutes with Tim today. Yeah, and you know, we all know Summit, you know, it, all these years, you know, they, they've helped so many salons. Now with this big merge of independent stylists, they uh, they're, they've been working on for you know the, the a suite, right? Right, right. And, and see if it's for you, right? I'm so right. Tim today is he's going to talk about uh, is it for me? Is like, the suite for you? Right. So as an independent stylist, you know it, it, what do you have to do? What do you have to think about? You know to to, to prepare. You know, for for said life, right? Exactly. Cool. Let's get right in. You ready? Awesome. Yeah, Mr. Tim Fisk. Welcome. Hey guys, how welcome, you doing? To Tim. <laughs> welcome, buddy. <laughs> how you doing, man? Good to see you. Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've been uh, working with Summit on a lot of cool stuff for independent stylists that's coming down the pike, and uh, I kind of want to slow down. Slow down. We're not going to just breeze past this, Mr. Fisk. <laughs> You know, you guys have been in the salon world forever, and I got to be honest, I never thought I would see that you guys would uh, would 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 uh, would would come uh, tiptoeing by the uh, the independent stylist. You know, c- congratulations on, on on that. I'm I'm really excited for you guys because you guys are the uh, the epitome of the business uh, of our industry. Well, yeah, thank you for that. And you know, here's the thing: Summit Salon Business Center has had a decades long legacy of supporting the independent salon owner. And um, when we're talking about sweet stylists, independent stylists, I want to be clear, these are salon owners uh, and they are staff of one. But when we have our conversation today about whether or not a suite's for you, I want to talk to your listeners as uh, business owners because that's what they are. Boom. I love that. Uh, 
that's that's preaching there that's the truth it's 100 percent the truth you know let's get in sir let's make a business not a hobby that's right if you if you treat your business like a business it's going to pay you like a business if you treat it like a hobby it's going to pay you like a hobby booyah so so how does one go uh and start off by finding if the suite is for them <laughs> Yeah. So I think about. Yeah, I think you know, there's a lot of people in our industry that will have a lot of opinions about this. I'm just going to give you mine. Um, I think the first thing you really need to have an honest conversation with yourself about is, as a stylist, are you earning enough per month to support a viable generative business for yourself in a salon suite? So, like, what is the minimum that you should be earning before you can seriously consider? Um, taking on that that small business for yourself. So let me ask you this. So when we did a great podcast with uh, with your buddy uh, Peter Mahoney, and he gave us some like um, he gave us some stats. You know, like you had to be I forget what it was, but if your rent was like four thousand a month, you have to do eighty thousand out of a salon in order to be in order to be profitable. I think that was his number, something close to that. So do you have numbers like that for for a suite owner? And even if I'm paying 4,000 a month, is it still 80,000 that I have to do monthly as a as an individual? Yeah, no, I think, you know, um, it's totally different numbers, right? So these are these are very different for independent stylists, because the expenses aren't as robust, but they are there. And so we want to consider um, somewhere around 10 to 12 percent, uh, maybe even up to 15 percent, uh, is what we want the rent to end up at, right? So, um, if you can, you can do the backwards math on that. I think that we're looking at somewhere between eight and 12,000 per month in total sales. I mean, if it was me, if it was my kid, or if it was my somebody I was mentoring, I would say, you know, get to ten thousand dollars a month and then you can afford your suite and all of the things that you need to grow a legitimate business in a salon suite. And some people might be like, hold on there, hold on there. I make less than that. And I feel like I'm successful, but I would challenge that and say, do you have a, um, do you have a retirement plan that's funded by the work that you do in your suite? Do you have a vacation fund? Are you paying your taxes? Uh, These are things that sometimes take a back seat because independent stylists are touching a lot of money. And there's a difference between touching a lot of money and making a lot of money. Oh, boy, is that a truth bomb right there, man, right? Sure. Is. Okay, so by so by your mouth, mouth, by your mouth and your math, both Tim, by your mouth and your math, um, at $10,000, we're at about a $300 a week um, uh, uh, rent, right? Exactly. And that, I think, is healthy. And I think, you know, at that point, we can start to break out our different bank accounts. Remember, you're going to have a separate bank account for your business, a separate bank account for your life. Don't mix the two, right? All those credit card transactions need to go into a separate business account. And you're going to pay yourself out of that account to pay your mortgage, to pay for the kid's soccer, to pay for groceries or a night out and martinis, right? So, right. Uh, you know, and, and then we're ready to do that. And we're ready to have then a legitimate uh, retirement fund. We're ready to have a vacation fund. Um, and I can go on and on about vacation funds and 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 our industry and how um, our vacations tend to cost us more because we don't actually plan for them and we lose income while we're on vacation. It's different than somebody who works in a bank. They get paid vacation and they're making the same amount of money whether they worked or they didn't. 
But in our, I think that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, it's a it? whole other podcast. So, like, you know, are we planning for it, and does our business support that? I love that. Yeah, I mean, that's and you're one hundred percent right. You got me thinking. You know, we before I left to become an independent suite owner uh, at at the salon, I got three weeks of uh, you know paid vacation. So you, you go on vacation, you don't you don't have to worry about because that you're still getting paid. But as a sweet owner, you're right. There's you're not getting paid, and it's costing you for your vacation. So it's costing you a whole lot more. Right. Such as lost income. It's it's negative income. It's, yeah. yeah, it's called opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is like if you missed out on two thousand dollars of income and you didn't have a plan for making that same goal for the month, even though you took a week off, your vacation didn't cost two thousand dollars. It cost four thousand dollars. Right. So how do we have a plan to mitigate that opportunity cost and how can we save to help subsidize that? That's awesome. Like I said, that's another whole nother podcast. <laughs> I think we need to like get focused in. Okay. So, so give us some numbers, give us some, um, some, some things to think about um, for the uh, some more things to think about before we open a, uh, an independent salon. Yeah. I want to like, I, I just want to bring up the conversation of retail. I mean, you guys have heard me go on and on about retail, right? Because I just think <laughs> it's such an important missing link in, in a lot of the corners of our industry. Um, I think as a salon suite business, you have to have a plan for getting products in the hands of your guests so they can do their hair in between visits, uh, which means you've got to be ready to invest in an opening order on retail. You have and to. That's have, a big. Yeah, it's a big one, and you have to have a plan for restocking those shelves. You have to have uh, budget guidelines for that. So, like, you know, you can't just. And, and you know, I've I've actually been working with independent stylists now, piloting some new um, training programs. And one of the things that emerged is like, well, what do I have on my shelves? Like, what am I doing? So let me give you a tip on this, right? Uh, I believe that you should just focus on your top ten SKUs. So, like, the top ten products that you like to use with your guests, those are the things that you should start as an opening order in your suite. You don't have so, to buy so back up. But, but a lot of, but a lot of companies require you to, to at least invest in the whole line on your initial buy. So is there a workaround there or, or what are your thoughts, Tim? I mean, if we're being honest, if we're having an honest conversation. Yeah. Let's be honest. So I think that there are so many amazing brands out there. Um, as you know, Summit Salon Business Center works with L'Oreal Professional Products Division. We have to be honest with our brand partners as to whether or not they're prepared to support independent stylists. And sometimes that doesn't mean buying into a $10,000. I mean, if you bought into some lines, the, the opening order could be $6,000 to $10,000. But we're not going to do that in a salon suite. That doesn't make business sense. So we need to find a brand partner who's willing to work with us uh, and where we're at in our business so that we can have uh, a, an opening order that's a little more in line with what we're going to actually accomplish in a suite. Love that. Love that a lot, actually. I mean, I, I, again, Tony and I, we're both in a suite. So um, you know, these are challenges that, that, that we've had, you know, in the past, you know, the other challenge that I've had, and I don't know if this is right for this conversation or not, but also like, um, you know, a lot of companies, and I don't know where L'Oreal fits on this, but um we just don't sell enough retail to even supply our back bar. So to your point, that's another expense that we have to, that we have to make. 
right? Like I'm like, we're just not moving enough product because you have to move a lot of product to get your back bar for free. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that too? That's right. And, you know, I think the brand partners, all the brand partners are starting to catch up and catch on to this. And, and some of them are leading the charge of developing programs that fit more with the independent stylist model but a lot of them don't have a back bar program that fits that model. So you're going to have to be buying your back bar. And, uh, and this kind of ties into even your color purchase as well. So, you know, you have to be prepared to do, to stock inventory of color. What I had run into working with these independent stylists is many of them are telling me stories about how they are looking at their book for the next day or two, seeing what guests are coming in, you know, double checking on their formulas and what they knowing what they usually get and then going to a bricks and mortar store and buying that color for that particular appointment that's coming up in, in the next day or two. Where that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go ahead. Hold on. So, <laughs> here's the truth. So I don't do it anymore. But when I first started, that was my first month. That was my first month in business. And it was just like, do I have enough color for X client, you know, and you know, eventually after a month, you know, you kind of catch up. But that first cut, that first, that first month was crazy. And I was just looking through like, what's this formula? What's this formula? And then at the same time, you're praying like, I hope I don't get a new client in this spot because I don't know if I'm going to have the color for him. <laughs> so there was that anxiety of it as well. Yeah, totally. And I mean, here's the thing too. So you're doing that and some people are just doing, that's their, that's their day to day in a suite, right? But here's the problem with that. So let's say, you know, I'm put, picking up color for Kathy because I know that Kathy is, uh, she just loves her auburn hair and she's totally into it. And we've been doing it for the last couple of years. Uh, and Kathy comes in the next day, sits down in the chair and says, I want to be blonde. And you didn't get any of the supplies to make her blonde. So what's, <laughs> what's your answer for Kathy? Oh, I can't do that today, right? Uh, we have to be ready to uh, meet our guests when they're inspired we have to actually encourage them to try new things and we're never going to be able to serve our guests in the right way if we don't have on hand the supplies that we need to have these kind of creative conversations with them. Exactly. So you have to be prepared with inventory, both retail and back bar and color. And I think that that requires um, a, a good relationship with a rep or two or wh however many you know, I would say less is better because who wants to keep all of those balls in the air, but um, with a rep that really understands your needs and can work with you. And there are some great ones out there who are definitely ready and willing to work with independent stylists in suites, but lean on them. They're going to help. Yeah, we've definitely, um, th through the relationships that we have, um, there's definitely some companies that are, are, are better using their, um, their salon suite partners you know, with, with different distributors and stuff. Um, and then some of them we just never see. Yeah. Right. So, and I guess the last kind of thing that I would want that piece of advice that I want to give to people who are considering, um, going in this route in, in sweet, in a sweet salon is, um, you have to, you have to create a brand for yourself and it, it requires work. Um, you hear me talk about social media all the time, Instagram, how Instagram is like it. It's, it's a default website, especially for independent stylists and individual brands. Um, but it, it does have to at some point go a little bit beyond just Instagram and Facebook. We have to consider how we're searchable on Google. What is our Google footprint? Um, you know, 
does our salon software that we're using have any kind of branding in it? You have to create a brand because here's the thing. Um, the independent stylists make up 55% of the market now. So the competition is fierce and there might be many people in your building. Uh, so you want to be, you want to be standing out. And so in order to do that, you're going to have to put some calories into developing a real brand that exists a little bit beyond just Instagram. Wow. Boom. Is, is that percentage, that 55%, is that relatively new because of this new surge, especially on the East Coast? Because I know California or the West Coast was doing independent stylists for a while, uh, at least for the D.C. area. It seems it's over the last, you know, maybe five plus years, it's relatively new. Is it? Yeah, that's data coming out of 2017. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been growing and growing. I mean, this is why, you know, we have to respond to this and we have to provide, I think, for me, you know, myself, for uh, SSBC, you know, it's really important that we serve uh, these business owners, these small business owners of one, you know. And I'm also, I'm also curious, too, is that 55%, Tim, is that, because um, I've heard that number twice. So I've heard 55% of our industry is there, meaning like licenses, but I've also heard that 55% of the money is also is, is there as well. So I guess the question is, is 55% of the money, is that where that number is coming from? Or is it 55% of working licensed hairstyle? I think it's 55% of the money. Okay. So even if it's, even if it's 20% of, of licensed hairstylists, they're still bringing in 55% of the income. You know, I mean, I, like, don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. I don't know for sure. Okay. I just don't. All right. Cool. Fair enough. 55% is still 55%. Yep. <laughs> Regardless, right? That's awesome. So I, I kind of want to, I want to like half step backwards. So like. That's moonwalking, homie. Let me see. Moonwalking. Let me see the moonwalk, bro. Let me see the moonwalk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> um what are some just really super quick pointers about, about that brand development outside of Instagram? Do you have just, do you have just a couple that you can pop out? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I uh, integrated into the new independent stylist curriculum that we're developing at summit is this idea of a brand promise. So like, I want you to sit down and really think about what it is about your work and working with your guests that you love and that brings meaning to you. And I want you to get that down on paper. That's gonna be kind of like the beginnings of a brand promise. And uh, you know, we work on that one-on-one -on -one with, with people, but also, I mean, I think that there's, there's other ways that you can just kind of sit on a rock and think about it yourself and pull it together. And then how do we take that brand promise if it's something like, I promise to, teach my guests how to look great in between visits. I promise to uh, explain to you every product I use and why. I promise to have a consultation with my guests to make sure that we're getting exactly what they want out of every visit every time. You know, things like that that you're gonna, that you're gonna write down. I promise to use only the best professional products and services. You know, once we get all that down on paper, now we can like kind of articulate through, um, the about sections of things like Google My Business Platform, um, a Facebook business page, who we actually are and what is our point of difference. Uh, that is mind blowing. I love that. Once again, Tim delivers with the, uh, with the knowledge, right? 
Yeah. I love, I mean, that, that's, that's pretty simple. And like you said, you can sit on a rock and kind of figure that out. You know, it's just, it's where, who are you and where do you stand? It's almost like a mission statement in a weird kind of way, right? Exactly. It's your own. It's exactly. Mission mission statement. Statement. That's exactly right. I think it's important for people to do that in general. You know, why it's your, why it's finding out your why that's Peter Mahoney would and say, of, what is your why? And as a business owner, you should have that, whether it's a staff of one. Exactly. It's really important. So, yeah, I think the brand promise is, is something that's really great. And, you know, we use that brand promise kind of later on in training with self-employed stylists, with the independent stylists, and particularly in suites, when we look at things like price increases. So um, you, can't, you, you can't charge the same forever, right? You have to come to a price increase at some point. Now, we teach people to do that based on demand of time. But how do we articulate that to our guest? You can lean on the brand promise to do that by saying like, my, cha- my prices are gonna change based on the cost of delivering the best products and services to you and based on the demand on my time. Um, so once we've got really clear with our guests about something like a brand promise, we can lean on that brand promise when it's time to do something like raise prices. Boom. <laughs> Love that. Um, Tim, another thing, uh, another thing that, uh, that I recommend for people when they, um, cause you know, once you're in a suite, then you always have people asking like, how does a suite life work? And one of the things that I recommend is that to do a price increase when you open your doors. And, and my philosophy on that is one, your expenses go up. So you, so you're going to need that, that backwards money. And two, those that are following you are your biggest fans anyways. That's right. What are your thoughts? That's right. And you're allowed to call me stupid. Nope, nope, nope. I 100% agree. I mean, I, you know, I haven't started talking to you guys about all this stuff that we're doing at Summit, but you know, you're, you're touching on a lot of these points. We do, uh, I'm recommending to uh, sweet stylists that they do what's called like a market adjustment. Let's look at the market. Let's look at the annual household income of where you are and let's uh, use some math to figure out how we do a price adjustment right out of the gate. This is the time to make that happen. And not only that, but you know, what we're going to figure out is what your next three price increases look like as well. And when you're going to get them. Wow. Oh, I like that, man. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. I'm just teasing it out. Like I'm, I'm excited to, you know, these are other, I feel like we're talking about like future 10 minutes with Tim's here as it's, which is great. I, oh, I, we I, have a big list. <laughs> I know, right? We definitely have a big list. Tim, this is awesome. So, so let's be the first to say it. I mean, uh, someone's going to get aggressive when it comes to the independent stylist. So how does, uh, when, when somebody wants uh, Tim's advice, Tim's services or Summit's advice or services as an independent stylist, how do they get in touch with you or, how, or what's the best way to reach the you? The best way to do it is just go summitsalon.com and click on the services button. That's where you're going to see a, a page for independent stylists where you can go and there's going to be all kinds of different tools for you. Some free, some classes, some uh, webinars, and also the opportunity to do custom coaching for your business. So that's awesome. So, um, so, you know, uh, you know, talking secrets now, how aggressive is someone going to get with the independent stylist? I think that we're going to respond to whatever the demand is for this type of training. Um, we're here and we're listening. And so, you know, as people start to uh, tell us what they need, we're going to respond. Boom. Once, a, once again, Tim, thank you very much for dropping the knowledge, dropping the bombs and joining us here on your day off. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks so much.
Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. Peace and hair grease.